Welcome to Leading Leaders Podcast. I want to talk to you today about what it takes to build the penthouse. Well, in order to build the penthouse, you got to start, well, from the bottom up. You got to build a strong foundation. Before you can get to the penthouse, you have to have a strong foundation in everything you do. That's not just leadership. That's basic construction. You ever seen somebody build like a shed in the backyard and they lay the two by fours, they put the ground down, but they literally just build the plastic shed from the local hardware store right onto the grass? It only takes a couple of days before the rain seeps in underneath the edges of it and begins to destroy everything that's inside. Well, if they're smart, maybe they built it on some cinder blocks. They got it up off the ground and the little plastic shed floor inside, it's not touching the ground. So the water's not actually getting to it. But if it's not supported well, when you put too much weight, like say a riding lawnmower in there, guess what? The floor begins to cave in and fall over. True story. Back in the day, I worked for a guy that was in real estate, but he was facing a lawsuit. And the lawsuit he was facing was not because of a house that he sold for a client, but a house that he sold of his own. See, he bought a cute little house, but it was one of those where the lot was really narrow, and so there wasn't a whole lot of space to add on. They wanted an extra bedroom and a a game room, so they just added one. They added it on top of the garage. What they didn't realize, though, was that the foundation of that house was not designed to hold the weight of a second story. It only took it so much time before they actually finished and then someone else moved into the house and they put a waterbed in that next bedroom on the second floor. Well, the structure of the ceiling in the garage might have had a little attic space, but it certainly wasn't made for the weight of a waterbed. And because the second floor wasn't made for it and the concrete of the foundation wasn't made for it, guess where the waterbed ended up? Yeah, on top of the car. The walls bowed, the floor buckled, the weight of the waterbed crashed all the way through the ceiling of the garage, the floor of the second story, and landed on top of this person's new Lexus. Not a happy camper. So what do you do with that? Well, you got to realize that in the world of leadership, we have the same problem. We have a lot of people that want to be influencers. Well, Influencers are a big deal these days, right? You can become an influencer on just about any form of social media. You can get the name fact checker or influencer slapped behind your name just by getting famous. Here's the question, though. What does it take to get famous like that? Uh, You could show your skin. You could show your backside. You can show yourself doing stupid things in public, making fun of your friends, pranking people, slapping people in the head with fishes. All of these are things that will get you the views and the followers if you manage your social media game just right. And if you have enough people who enjoy the content that you create, even if it adds zero value to other humans in life, if you're just entertaining enough to have people say, ooh, I like that one. Ooh, I'll follow that one. Ooh, I want to be on that channel. I want to see him slap more people with the fishes. I want to see him take their clothes off in stupid places even more often. Now suddenly... You're an influencer. And in some places, the minute you get that title influencer, that little check mark next to your name, millions of people think you know everything there is to know about politics, about business, about sales, about cash flow, about the right car to buy when you make millions of dollars. Now, don't get me wrong. I know there are people who are 22, 25 years old. They didn't even finish college because they created some dot-com and they went out and sold it and made a million dollars. And they feel like, hey, it's time to put my feet up and retire. 
they've got the right car. They've got the fancier clothes. They've got fancier clothes than I do. They've got nicer clothes than I do. They've got a nicer house and a nicer car than I do. Surely they're the ones to follow. But you have to ask yourself the question of substance. If you're going to follow them about who to vote for, if you're going to follow them about what kind of car to buy or house to buy or place to live, shouldn't they have at least a little bit of je ne sais quoi, a little bit of finesse, a little bit of class, a little bit of, I don't know, experience? I, and I'm not trying to trash talk anybody who's 22 to 25 years old. There are a lot of brilliant 22 to 25 year olds. There are a lot of idiots who are 60 years old and plus. Uh, my mentor, John Maxwell, says it all the time. If wisdom really came with age, there wouldn't be so many old fools around. Wisdom doesn't necessarily come with age. You know what comes with age, though, is experience. Now, the real question of the foundation of your leadership rests in this. Has the experience of trial and error led you to learn something that you didn't learn before? There's a great book by John Maxwell called Sometimes You Win and Sometimes You Learn. No, it doesn't always have to be a loss. No, every mistake doesn't mean you're a failure. Just because you had a failure doesn't mean you become a failure. But the reality is we don't win every time. We don't always get the new million influence followers. We don't always get the opportunity to be famous in front of the world. That doesn't happen to and for everybody. And when it doesn't, it doesn't say anything about us per se. But there are some real strategies that you're going to have to employ if you want to build a leadership practice, a business, an entrepreneur venture, all the way to the penthouse. And the first one that you're going to have to master is you've got to build it from the foundation with the penthouse in mind. What does that look like? What does it mean to build your foundation with the penthouse in mind? in mind. Well, I got a couple of ideas on that I'd love to share with you. Multiple streams of income are the local business owner's new protection against inflation. If you enjoy sharing health insights and helping others live their healthiest lifestyle possible, you can create wealth for yourself and your family by doing what you love to do every day. Call 469-939-8933. Discover how to incorporate additional financial revenue into your love of health and wellness and the work you're already doing, using your time wisely and leveraging networks you already work with. Ready to learn more? Join the Wellness Institute's Corolla Bradas, subject of the book, Look Beyond Tomorrow, to help even more people realize their potential and achieve their health goals. Build a side business with products sourced in North America and protect your bottom line. Call 469-939-8933 today. That's 469-939-8933. Call now. The OBBM Network is the premier voice for local business, and we take that responsibility seriously. The OBBM Network has everything you need to grow and transition your business for success on popular syndicated podcast networks, Roku and other video channels, and the OBBM Network app. We work for you, local business, and we've got your back. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.
Now, the first thing you're going to have to do if you want to build a foundation with the penthouse in mind is ask yourself, what would the penthouse look like? How big will it be? How many square feet are we talking about? Now, obviously, we're talking metaphorically, so the real question might be, how many people do I want to lead? How will I lead them? What will success in their life look like? Now, I'll use my own life as an example because, well, it's the best example that I have. It's the one that I know the best. In my life, my objective, my primary number one strategy is to help other people better communicate their story. The way that I do that is through multiple ways of connecting with other leaders, other business owners, and individuals who are struggling in life. The, the basis of the people that I help first are those who are starting out or starting over. They might be veterans. They might be retiring from one career and moving on to another. They might be just starting out fresh out of college and they're going, I don't even know what to do in this entrepreneurial world. That's a base of who I serve. Now, I also serve those who are in the C-level suite or they've been leading a ministry or a pastor, pastoring a church for some period of time and they just realize I've reached a plateau. I've, I've got some staleness, if you will. I've, I've reached a communication gap where I realize not everything that I'm saying is getting across to the people I want to communicate with. In all of these situations, though, my primary solution to the problem they face is being able to better connect with the humans you lead. I find it successful to better connect with the humans you lead through stories. So what I do is called story power. Now, story power is an inside game because you know as well as I do, there are times you look in the mirror and that person that's looking back at you is not somebody you like. You have negative, horrible things to say about them. It's easier for you to list off all the things that they have done wrong. That person staring at you in the mirror. It's easy for you to think of all the failures and all the mistakes and all the gone wrong scenarios and play them over and over again. And the reality is what you're doing is talking that person, yourself, into a disastrous position in life. Now, there are people who have made it all the way to the top of the financial ladder. They made it all the way top to the executive ladder or the leadership ladder, and they are thoroughly convinced from here, life is lonely. Well, usually that's a result of the fact that they've allowed themselves to believe the story that they tell when they're in a bad mood, to believe the story they tell when they're in a negative mood. When something's gone wrong, they just replay all the wrongs, and they don't spend nearly as much time replaying the positive, the wins, and the successes. Well, that's where I come in as a story power coach. With a background in leadership and communication, I focus on helping them look at the story they're telling and tell it in a different way. So what does my penthouse look like? Well, my penthouse looks like I have the wherewithal. I've done the study. I've done the training. I've built the relationships. I've built the sales processes. I've built the back office so that when I meet with a client and they say, okay, so tell me a little more about the story power thing. The first thing they can do with me absolutely free is take an assessment. Well, the assessment isn't the penthouse. No, but in our relationship, it's the first place to start. It's walking in the door where the doorman meets you and says, hey, come on into the building and points you in the direction of, hey, are you even in the right place? Yes, in this process, you're going to have to ask that question. Am I even in the right place? All right, so what did the foundation look like 
to even begin the journey. We haven't even pushed the button on the elevator yet to get to the penthouse. But we had to know that in the penthouse, we could be working with C-level people. We could be working with ministry leaders who are literally serving people around the world. I've had clients like that. Working with pastors who lead local churches, I've had clients like that. Working with government leaders and foreign governments, helping them better communicate, I've worked with people like that. And with all of these, the foundation started with me being prepared to serve them. Well, what does that mean? That means I've spent a whole lot of time getting me ready. Some of that was attitude. Some of that was research. Some of that was all these books behind me. That's not a backdrop. That's actually one little portion of my library. Those are real books, and I've read the majority of them cover to cover, studied them, scribbled in them. You can see when you look through them, you can barely see the pages for my notes and writing and revelations as I've gone through them. My foundation for the penthouse that I want to build, for the people that I want to serve, for the work that I want to do, that I believe I'm called to do, looks like preparing me. Now, before I started preparing me, I had to surrender me. If you've ever seen somebody build a house and start with a good foundation, the first thing they do is they come in with a bulldozer or they do the dirt work, they do the leveling. They dig up the weeds, they dig up the roots of the old trees, they tear up any old foundation that was there. Yeah. That's the hard part. You may have some things in your own life you're looking at going, but I don't know how to deal with that. Well, you can't build a foundation that's going to reach a penthouse when you're living on a foundation of self-hatred. You got to lead yourself first. If you're not willing to dig up the old junk that doesn't belong there before you pour the new concrete, the new concrete isn't going to be level. It's going to crack and that foundation will fall over. You also need to know that the foundation in its depth, in its structure in its construction has to be equal to the height of the penthouse. How deep you go in fixing you, in preparing you, in training you, in educating you, in equipping you will be a direct reflection on how high you go before you build your penthouse. Hi, welcome to Heroes in Action. I'm Ray Amanat, founder and creator of this training system. I originally made it so that everyone can train for free. We have programs for kids, for women, families, and businesses. I'm an author, speaker, and educator on everything that has to do with violence and bullying prevention education. If you'd like more information about who we are and what our programs are, please go to our website at heroesinaction.us or give me a call if you have any questions at 727-314-2534. We hope to see you here to train. Lauren is a master teacher on storytelling and I learned so much. Um, I'm really going to have to sit down and go back through everything and I think I might have to have some more coffees with Lauren, but uh, it was totally worth my time and I really highly recommend it if you're looking to grow your ministry, grow your business, uh, grow your career, uh, Lauren will serve you well. Thank you.
You know, I first started my journey digging deep into that foundation when I was in my 20s in the Air Force. The very first book I read on leadership was a book by John Maxwell called Becoming a Person of Influence. Right behind that book, though, I read Bringing Up Boys by Dr. James Dobson and Wild at Hurt by John Eldridge. If you have not read those three books and you're a guy of any age, I challenge you to pick up those three books at a minimum. If you haven't started digging into the foundation of who you are, your own core identity, so that you can build the tallest skyscraper in your imagination, then you really haven't started doing the work yet. Now, here's a sad truth. There were a whole lot of people that I met in basic training, even throughout my military career, who had been advanced into different levels of leadership and authority because of their time and grade and time and service. Their education was they were able to take the test and pass the test. They were able to show up and do the right thing at the right time. They were able to hang on and be persistent and have the perseverance it takes to get the next grade level, so to speak. But were they the kind of person that they could be, ideally? Now, we also know that we've all worked with someone who's been promoted within an organization because they've got the right relationship. Maybe it's the right last name or the right amount of money or they came from the right school. We all know someone who's been hired into a job for other reasons than their competency. But see, our, our real competition isn't them. Our real competition is us. My stiffest competition is the guy that I was yesterday. My greatest progress, my greatest success isn't measured against the other people who do the same job that I do. It's measured against how well I show up as me today. How much better is my attitude today? How much more proficient am I today than I was yesterday? Those are the real questions that I have to be asking, and those are the real challenges that I have to face. I've got to be willing to say, I've done the hard work. I've done my homework. I've dug deep. I looked at all the things in my own life, in my own soil, in my own ground, where I want to pour this foundation, and I've dug out all the junk that's not going to do me any good in the future. And I've laid a foundation with a deep, deep structure of foundation. You know, a lot of people think that the house is built on the foundation. It's really not. The house, a building, it's built on a platform. The foundation is even deeper than the platform. And if you've ever seen the skyscrapers, if you've driven through a downtown area like a Las Vegas or a Dallas or a Houston or a New York City or an Omaha, Nebraska, do they have skyscrapers in Omaha? In a major city, You'll notice that before they build a 5, 10, 20, 50-foot story building, they go down first. And the taller they expect that building to be, the deeper they dig the hole. Now, in some of those buildings, that 2, 3, 4, 7, 8, 10 stories down could be parking garage. It could be basement. There could actually be you know, air conditioning units and stuff in that area. But generally speaking, the taller the building, the deeper the hole for where they pour the concrete to hold the building up. Now go to a place like Japan where earthquakes are rampant and you're going to find that not only have they dug a deep hole, but they built the foundation of that building on rollers so it can swivel. It's not just deep. It's prepared in such a way that it can withstand what they believe the penthouse will one day face. See, if you haven't done the deep work as, and inside yourself as a leader as a communicator, then the minute you step up to lead somebody else who's got just a little more experience than you, 
is going through a little more turmoil than you faced yourself, has some bad historic things in their own past that they're trying to deal with. Trust me, one of the issues that I deal with as a communications coach is from time to time I deal with politicians who are ready to run for office or in their mind they're ready to run for office. And so they come to me with their resume and they come to me with their ideas and their platform, their planks, if you will, and they say, this is what I want the world to know about me. And then I start asking those hard questions. Those hard questions that look like digging into the ground before we found, poured the foundation. And I ask stuff like, so tell me about any time you've had a conflict with somebody that might come up in your near future. Somebody that maybe you owed money to or had a bad relationship, had a business falling out with, caused you to spend some time in the Gray Bar Hotel. Anything like that, we need to know that now. Because here's what I can't do. I can't communicate for you what isn't true about you. I'll give you one example to close. There was a guy that came to me that was ready to run for office. We started our first few coaching sessions. We started putting together the platform and the stories that he would tell to enforce each one of those individual ideologies. And then there was a day that he had to pick the particular race he wanted to run in. And he selected one and he told me and he told me he was running against and what his platform was going to be on that. And then he also said, my wife may or may not be up for me running for office this intensely this soon. And I said, well, why is that? He said, well, because she's pregnant and the stress is already overwhelming. But if I don't do this now, I may miss the window and not get to run for office. And I said, well, there's truth to that. Timing is everything. But how does she feel about you running for this office? He said, I told her if, if she doesn't want me to run, she's free to go, but I'm running for this office. I said, you can stop right there. Because the individual you're running against is actually taking place for someone who passed away. And they're taking that position to honor the other person's longevity and their commitment to family values. It will only take them one 30-second ad to tell the world that you left your pregnant wife to run for office. What kind of family man are you? It doesn't matter how good I am as a communicator. That's a hole in your foundation that your penthouse will cause to collapse. By the time you get to office, everybody in the world will know you abandon your family for your politics. That's a weakness, and you're going to have to deal with that. A couple of weeks later, he came in and said, before we start our session, my wife wants to talk to you. He went back to the car. She came in and said, thank you for saving my marriage. He came in and said, I'm not running for office, but I do want to be prepared for the next run for office. And I feel like my life is different because we've worked together. Listen, if I hadn't taken the time to dig into my own troubled past, to dig into my own self-image, my own bad relationships, the bridges that I've burned and the people that I've hurt... I would not have had a foundation enough to be able to offer him a solution. And anybody else may have just taken his money and said, hey, let's get this done. Let's write this speech. Let's move forward. You know, less trouble for her, less weight baggage for you. Let's, let's go. But I wouldn't be myself. And I wouldn't lead him to the penthouse without that firm foundation. In your life as a leader, if you want to see the pinnacle, if you want to reach the people that you're called to reach, if you want to do your job with your talent, with your skill at the highest level, you better first decide what the penthouse looks like, who's involved in that, how much work will it take, what will that process look like to get you there. But even before you do that, dig a deep hole. Dig deep into yourself. 
self-reflection, self-awareness, and ask the question, do I have a deep enough foundation to build a building that tall? If the answer is not yet, then keep digging. And if the story that you're telling yourself in the mirror doesn't sound like I've done my work, I've prepared myself, then maybe you need to give me a call because helping with storytelling is story power and that's what I do. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for OBBM TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.